so many stepmoms feel alone and like no one understands what they're feeling and they don't talk about it because of the stigma and the double standards associated with this role. And as a result, they feel guilty for their stepmom experience. They feel guilty for the resentment and the anxiety or for feeling overwhelmed or thinking about what it would be like to not have married someone who has kids. Or sometimes things are great, but they're still struggling to deal with the kid's mom or the insecurities about being the second wife. Each month in the Kick-Ass Stepmom community, I talk to a stepmom who is feeling these things. We do a 20 to 30 minute call where I share some strategies to help them navigate their stressors. It's this free coaching call for a member who is willing to anonymously share what they've got going on. And then the conversation is shared on the members only podcast for other stepmoms to listen in. And every day I get messages from stepmoms who are so grateful to hear that someone else is experiencing things the way they are. They feel less alone. They feel less guilty. They feel more freaking human. Recently, the calls have been about how to stop arguing with the ex over expenses or what child support is really for. There have been calls on how to navigate teenage attitude or how to stop feeling so triggered about everything. How to deal with in-laws who have no concept of boundaries or what to do if the in-laws are still tight with the ex. Listening in on these podcast interviews is just one of the benefits about being in the Kick-Ass Stepmom community. And if you're not yet a member, you can head to jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership to join. Members also get access to workshops like how to disengage the right way or how to improve your relationship with your stepkids. Like I said, you can apply for free coaching calls. You can connect with me in the chat room or during my live Q&As. You get access to private interviews with experts like estate planners or psychotherapists or lawyers. It's kind of like a Netflix of stepmom support. Head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash membership to join. And if you want to have your own free coaching call, don't forget to apply when you're there www.jamiescrimmage.com forward slash membership to join the kick-ass stepmom community. I have been obsessed with mocktails lately, and I have a new one that I want to share with you. It is super refreshing. It's called the grapefruit mint refresher. Here's the recipe. A half a cup of water, a cup of ice, two sprigs of mint, and a half stick pack of element grapefruit salt. You know I'm a huge lover of Element, which is a tasty electrolyte drink with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means lots of salt with no sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, etc. Formulated to help anyone with their electrolyte needs and perfectly suited to folks following a keto, low-carb, or paleo diet, from professional athletes to everyday moms, it's for everyone. Now, not only am I drinking Element before and after workouts, when I need to rehydrate, when I'm traveling, and after some wine, I now use it to make my mocktails and cocktails. Seriously, throw in some lime salt with some soda, tequila, lime, and mint, and it is also extremely delicious. 100 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. Staying hydrated is crucial and a huge priority of mine. Proper hydration isn't just about drinking water, though. It means having adequate water and electrolytes. When you purchase Element from www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash kickassstepmom, Element is giving my listeners a free sample pack so that you can try all the flavors and pick your faves. That's www.drinklmnt.com forward slash kickassstepmom to get a free sample pack with your purchase. We had to pay mm-hmm. for the wedding on our, by ourselves. And when we say we, it was really you had to pay for the wedding because you were going through a divorce. Like I was very expensive. Yeah, you were. I was very expensive by the end of it, but I hope you feel like it was worth it. Every penny. 
Hey, it's Jamie Scrimger. When I became a stepmom, I quickly realized that while moms are encouraged to keep it real, there's a big double standard when it comes to stepmoms. So I decided to start the conversation myself. Thriving as a stepmom doesn't just come from conversations about being a stepmom, though. Here, we dive into marriage, relationships, personal growth, and more. My mission? Inspire you to live a kick-ass life while bringing you along as I create my own. This is the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. All right. Hey guys. So welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are doing a highly requested episode on our wedding. We just made it 10 years. If you listened to a couple weeks ago on the show, we talked about kind of the lessons that we've learned along the way and things that have come up for us and how much we've grown together. (laughs) But our wedding day, there's definitely like some stuff to talk about with that. Yeah. There was lots going on at that time. Like what? Well, we had the whole worry of whether we would even be able to get married. Oh, yeah. You weren't even <laughs> divorced. Divorce Darren was not divorced fully, before we got engaged. Fully gone through. We had controversy with parents. Drama with my family. Yeah. There was just lots going on at that time. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. I did a little recap or a little outline of how we could do it. So we started dating in March. We moved in in July. Engaged in October, married in June. So it was very, very quick. When did you know you wanted to marry me? Whoa, that's a tough one. So I was single when we met, obviously. I was just looking to date and have fun and maybe travel and spend time with the kids. Obviously, was priority number one. And then you came along and we had that great first date. And Mm -hmm. it changed my total opinion on settling down or moving forward. But I can't tell you the exact date when I wanted to marry you. I knew very quickly that I wanted to spend a lot of time with you. And then I think it was maybe when we went away for that week vacation, just the two of us, we had perfect weather. We had a perfect uh, environment. We hiked, we had fun, we cooked meals together. And coming back from that was when we decided to move in together. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. I was probably hook, line and sinker then. Yeah. Well, people always ask me how I convinced you to get married again. Like, that's a question. Like, how did you convince him to get married again? And that wasn't really convincing. I literally just said to you before we got serious, I was like, you have done things that I have not done and that I want to do. And before we get too serious, like we need to have a conversation about that. And I was talking about babies and getting married. And I think that kind of opened up the conversation. So we knew like, this is what I want. This is what I want for my life. Because I do really think that a lot of stepmoms don't think about these things or don't, they're not very clear with their the person that they're dating. Like, I want to get married. I want to have a baby. I want to do these things. And then they get married and they're like, oh, well, how do you convince them to have another baby? Or maybe they're not married yet and you, they don't even really want to get married. Like, you have to have these conversations very early on. But you don't want to drop it on them necessarily in the first couple dates because that could scare somebody mm-hmm. somebody away. But did I it think, scare you? Like I feel like I said that three weeks in. Well, I don't know if it was that soon, but well, I think where it came about, I think at one point somebody had said to me, you were younger and you will want to potentially get married and potentially have kids. And I had said, well, that ship has sailed because I had done that. But then as we got more serious and then you did have that conversation with me that you've had things I haven't had. And when I thought about it, I thought, well, yeah, I'm not against it. And then it progressed to, yeah, I would get married again. And I had no 
issues with marriage. It wasn't, it's unfortunate my first one didn't work out, but I had no issues actually with marriage. So yeah, that's, that's how it progressed. And then I think it was a given that we would try and have a baby when we, when we got married, we'd already decided that. So. Yeah. And I think it's really important for stepmoms to understand, like if you are dating someone and you want to get serious with them, you have to be very clear about what you want for your life. Like there should be no trying to convince someone to get married. There should be no trying to convince someone to have a baby. Like you should commit to someone who wants the same things for your life. Cause you don't want to get into a situation where you're feeling resentful. Cause there's so many stepmoms in the community who are like, well, now this is what I want and he doesn't want that. And now I'm feeling upset. Like, I do think you need to have these conversations before but you commit. There's timely steps. I mean, like I said, you, if, if you drop that on somebody right away, if they've <laughs> just gone through a divorce, the last thing on their mind might be getting married again. And yeah. you just have to let it naturally happen. And then obviously you get to a point if you've dated for two, three, five years and that's what you want, you're going to have to say, I would like to at some point get married or I want to have kids or I want to do this so that you're on the same page so that I guess not to say it this way, but you don't waste your time and and they don't, you know, and and maybe they're quite content with just having another relationship or another person in their life. So I think it is good to have that conversation, but again, on a timely matter. Yeah. Okay. I'm not saying right away, but I'm saying before you get serious, before you move in, before you're like having conversations about doing life together, you know, some people are in different timelines. We went yeah. really, really quickly, but so that actually brings a good point. So when Darren and I f- decided to get married, we knew we were going to get married before we got engaged. Like we've been having open and honest conversations about it. And so we go, I'm pretty sure you're going to propose to me this weekend. Like I have an idea. I went and got my nails done. I knew, I think I kind of knew what was up and you propose. And I said to you, I said, well, did you ask my dad? Did you ask my dad's permission? And what did you say? No, because he would have said no at the time. (laughs) (laughs) My dad literally would have said no because he didn't want me to get married to Darren. He was one of those guys who didn't want to get serious, who would date someone for a couple of years, never wanted to have kids, never wanted to get married again. So I think that he thought he saw himself in you Mm -hmm. and he didn't want that for me. Yeah. He literally even said that at our wedding. His wedding speech was said, I told Jamie that I didn't think she should marry Darren, but she told me. To go F myself and here we are. That was literally a <laughs> hey, caveat speech. this. I do get along well with Jamie's dad. Yeah. So there was never an issue there. It was just he I think he just thought you were having fun for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, and and when we got serious, I, I think he gave you all the warning labels that go along with somebody that's got kids and <laughs> recently divorced and so forth. But don't forget, it seems fast to everybody how quickly we got together. But I knew my marriage was over long before. It's just when when we actually told people we, we had struggled. And I mm-hmm. think there was a time where we knew we were splitting, but we, we had to get everything in order and didn't want to tell people. And then it got to the holiday time and you don't want to drop that news on people over the holidays. So you push it out even further. Yeah, no, for sure. I get that. So we go to Muskoka, we get engaged and had you asked the kids for permission or did they know what I, was up? I ran it by the kids. I don't think I went and said, okay, can I have your permission to marry Jamie? But I asked them how they would feel if I got remarried and if it was Jamie and that we had fallen in love and and this was the direction we were going. And, you know, there were no objections. They were pretty young still, but they, they liked you and they got along with you. And I think they thought mm-hmm. it was a great idea. So, yeah, yeah. I kind of did in a way. So then remember this, you propose, we're into the champagne, I call my family to tell them, but it was not common knowledge yet because we hadn't told the kids. We were going to tell the kids on the weekend when we got home. And 
my sister, who was out with her friends at the time, hmm. ends up posting on her Facebook status. So she's like, congratulations, Jamie and Darren. Da, 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 da. So then it gets out. I, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, you got to get that down. She was out at a bar. I was like, get that down. It was like the days of the Facebook statuses. So then, then your ex got wind of it from Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then remember on the way home, she was like, when are you going to tell the kids? It's just like, I feel like when you're in a step family situation or second marriages, you're dealing with the ex and kids, like those moments can sometimes get hijacked, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They weren't with us. So it was, you know. What were we supposed to do? We were on our way home. And it was it was late, later in the evening by the time we reached out to our parents and some of the people that we wanted to to let know. And then the kids were a priority, but uh, I, I kind of wanted to tell them in person. But again, I run the idea by them that maybe not necessarily asked their permission, but said, well, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. So, and the kids were excited. Everything was great. How did we include them in the wedding is a big question. So one of the things, Madison was a bridesmaid or a junior bridesmaid with me. She kind of did everything with me when it came to the wedding. And the boys, did they stand up with you? Yeah. Zach didn't really want to stand the whole time. So he kind of went and did his thing. But we never put any pressure on them. to. They were just like, what, however you want to be involved. Yeah. And we didn't force them to go get tuxedos. I remember they had a, a nice button down and a, and a tie on and... You know, right after we were married, there was a pond there. They were chasing frogs around. It was still, we weren't putting any pressure on them to be a certain way, just enjoy the day with us. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and it was great. So, yeah, I had my 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 friends, obviously, in the wedding party, but then the boys were were, were right there. I can remember holding holding them against my legs. They were smaller then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it, it was exciting. But we tried to involve them as much so that they felt part of the whole, the whole event. One thing that we did that I thought was a really great idea, <clears throat> we had the babysitter. So we had a babysitter who was there for the kids, who was with the kids throughout the day. So we could do our thing. They could kind of come in and out, but she was primarily looking after them. And then she went home with them early. So we didn't have to worry about whether or not the kids, you know, were taken care of. I think that worked out really well. It was really good because earlier that day... We had our our rehearsal party, which they were part of, but then they went off with the babysitter. And then the next day, a friend of mine lent me his convertible fancy car and to to take it to breakfast. And the kids, I saw them, so I took the kids for a ride in it. So they were always part of the day, but we didn't have to worry about them. Or Mm -hmm. we had somebody there basically looking after them the whole time because they were still pretty young. For a while there, Darren and I were out of sync. From our calendars to communication to what was going on in each other's lives, there was just so much going on that date night and connecting with each other fell off the list. And when we did have one-on-one time, Reese was with us. Surprise, surprise. It was just such a challenging time. And I know that you guys know when your relationship isn't solid, the extra stressors that come with step family life don't always feel worth it. So keeping your relationship on track is very important. Insert Coupla. So Coupla is a relationship app created for couples by a couple. It has helped thousands of couples connect using a shared calendar, to-dos, and reminders to spend more quality time together and connect on a deeper level. The calendar feature allows couples to easily manage each other's work and home schedules while also incorporating various family calendars into one convenient location. 
The calendar allows couples to prioritize date nights and quality time with each other and navigate through calendar conflicts and scheduling challenges that arise from juggling work, kids, exes, and more. Now, one of the big challenges that stepmoms have is that they aren't always in the loop about schedule changes with the kids. I don't know about you, but this used to drive me crazy. Coupla can help with this. When your partner adds a new schedule to the calendar, you will automatically be in the loop. You can also keep date nights on track with the date planner. As we all know, a regular dedicated time with your partner is one of the best things you can do for your relationship. But with work and friends and children and all the things demanding your attention, it can be hard to carve out that time to be together. So you can plan dates easily, get reminded about your upcoming dates and keep your date nights on track. Coupla also has the only task manager and to-do list specifically designed for couples. Beyond simply managing groceries, couples utilize these lists to organize everything from planning their next vacation to managing a home renovation to curating excited date nights ideas and keeping track of gift ideas. Coupla is offering a 50% discount off an annual subscription for my listeners for the first year. All you have to do is enter Jamie when you check out. You can get the link via my show notes, or you can also download Coupla from the app store. And after onboarding on the subscription page, you can click redeem offer and enter the code Jamie to get your discount. I am super simple when it comes to what I wear. I want it to be timeless and multi-purpose and neutral and well, simple so that I can wear it over and over again without looking like I'm wearing the same things over and over again. I have a vibe. It's kind of black, white, neutral. Yeah, timeless. And right now, I basically am wearing the same three bags on repeat. And they're all from Ella Handbags. I told you I'm simple. So I have two of their belt bags. One of them is normal size and one is the micro for when I just need to carry my debit card or phone or some lip gloss. And I also have a tote. So the belt bag is kind of like this elevated fanny pack that everyone wears, but so much better. It makes it easy to just throw things in your bag and not have to worry about your purse falling off your shoulder and you can access things whenever you need it. I wear it cross body, but you can also wear it, well, as a belt bag, like the name says. I also have the black tote, which I use for an airport carry-on or when I'm working in a coffee shop and I need to bring my laptop with me. And I also have, this is not bags, but they're flow hoop earrings, which again are so amazing, elevated, simple hoop earrings that I am obsessed with. Anyway, I love Ella handbags and I know you will too. I have a discount code for you. So if you are in the market for a bag, highly recommend checking them out. Head to ellahandbags.com and use the code Jamie15 for 15% off. That's ellahandbag.com and use the code Jamie15 for 15% off. Okay. So we had the wedding. We did, we went really quickly with the wedding because honestly, Darren is 13 years older than me. So I knew if I wanted to have a baby and I wanted to like keep doing life, like I needed to get the show on the road. Right. So we were engaged in October, married in June. And, you know, a little bit of the drama that it did cause in my family is that my sister was also getting married in that year. And I think that like ruffled some feathers. I didn't know or think that it was going to be a big deal until after we had booked our venue and after we had done everything. So we had two weddings with two sisters in the same summer. And so there was a bit of just like tension around that, but everyone kind of got over it and it was totally fine and everyone had fun, but it did kind of make things a little bit more complicated. And then you weren't 
divorced yet. I had to get the official divorce and I needed it. And our minister had told us, I cannot marry you. So I think in our minds, our backup plan was we were going to just have a big party if we couldn't yeah. actually get married. And, and then we would just go and have a quiet ceremony afterwards because it was uh, to a point where we were a little worried about it. And Well, I wasn't uh, worried. You didn't tell me. Well, oh. again, I'll go back. I was still in some negotiating pieces with the final divorce. We had everything settled out, but at this point, I needed the divorce, so I had to concede to some stuff that I probably wouldn't have just to get the, the divorce done. So it was, uh, yeah, we were a little worried. I wasn't that worried, but. Yeah, well, it was, it was going to be a big party because we had it booked, but we would have just had a, a big celebration and then yeah. done our nuptials after. Yeah, so my aunt is actually the minister. So my aunt was doing our premarital counseling and stuff, and she's like, you know, Darren, you have to be divorced in order to get married again. And we're like, thanks, Tips. <laughs> like, we know what we need to do. So mm -hmm. it was really funny. Okay, so here's something that was also a big stress is we had to pay for the wedding on our, by ourselves. And when we say we, it was really you had to pay for the wedding because divorce. you were going through a divorce. Like, I was very expensive. Yeah, you were. I was very expensive by the end of it, but I hope you feel like it was worth it. Every penny. But we had to pay for the wedding ourselves because I don't know why. There was really never a conversation, but I felt like the idea around it was that Darren had been married before and we there wasn't going to be any extra support for that. To the point that my I'm pretty sure my dad gave my sister a stack of cash for her wedding on the day after our wedding. So it was kind of weird, right? But I think it was because I was marrying someone who had kids and I was marrying someone who had been married before. And so again, there was a little bit of just stuff around that, which was totally fine. We figured it out. But, you know, that was definitely like a huge stress. I remember we were sitting at our friend's house and we were talking about the cost of the wedding. And I was saying how much it was per head, how much per person. And I was telling our friend about this and he said, oh, okay. And I said, well, and then booze is extra. And then Darren looks at me. He's like, booze is extra? I said, yeah, booze is extra. Like, it's not an all-inclusive resort here. It's a wedding. And he's like, no, it's included. It's not. And so by the time we got home that night, Darren had like had a couple drinks because he was like trying to like drink his sorrows away. I go outside and he's pacing the driveway and he's just like, I didn't know it wasn't all-inclusive. So it was, it was funny. It was a stressful situation just because I feel like we were just on this like time crunch because we wanted to start our lives together. And in retrospect, we probably could have just slowed down and gone at a different timeline and just kind of waited till you were divorced we could have but you know we, i wanted to have a baby yeah and, and that came along quite quickly afterwards and then of yeah. course we weren't able to have another one so we're lucky that we yeah we, we were lucky it, we had did it when we did so yeah yeah because yeah. we might not have ended up with even reese mm -hmm. so it worked out all right yeah. So the wedding was a freaking blast. It was literally so fun. Even our friends will say now that our wedding was so fun. It was such a big party. And we just, you know, let loose, have a had a really good time. But there was definitely like even drama with my parents because my parents are divorced. So my dad didn't want to sit beside my mom, my like just like the seating arrangements and navigating just like them being in the same room. So I made a note when that happened because I was like, you know what? I never, ever want our kids to feel like that with their mom because it was it just made everything super uncomfortable mm -hmm. right like remember my mom my dad didn't want to sit beside my mom at the front so we had my mom behind and then my mom and my aunt went and changed the seating plan behind our back and then so my dad was pissed that he was sitting beside my mom when he walked me down the aisle and he sees her sitting there it's just like so dumb i wish that 
it was just kind of like grown up about it. But yeah, life with divorced parents. But it was fun. It turned out great. We had a great day weather-wise. We were worried about that because it was an outdoor ceremony. And then everything moved seamlessly to the reception. And then there was a lot of dancing. And it was a great time. So, mm -hmm. um, And yeah. then the next morning, we wake up and it is freaking Father's Day. So when you marry someone <laughs> who has kids already and it is Father's Day and it is his week with the kids, you got to get right back to parenting. So we literally went to pick up the kids and we're just back to like regular life. We ended up going on our honeymoon a couple days later. Mm -hmm. But it was really interesting. Like you literally just like wake up in the honeymoon suite and you got to go get the kids. <laughs> Did we think about inviting the ex? That is a big question that people get. I would never even crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind either. That would have been the weirdest, most awkward. It would have taken away from our moment because people would have concentrated more on that yeah why i just don't understand it's like you're unless you have a super cordial friendly not even cordial like friendly co-parenting relationship where you guys are like best friends i don't think it's a good idea yeah, it's, it's the start it's, of your life together yeah this is your moment that you don't want it to distract i get maybe if you do have that relationship that you're talking about and you've been separated or divorced for 10 years and it was just, you know, it was, a, it was a bad marriage or you're married wrong or whatever reason and you're great friends and you have a great co-parenting relationship, maybe. But I still think that unless that person is going to be a big part of your life as a friend or relative, I, I don't think Not as a co-parent, as a friend or a relative. Yeah, not, not as a co-parent. Co you're always going to co-parent. But, or try to co-parent, but as a friend or relative, would you invite them for that reason? And, you know, some people maybe if they have kids would invite them for the kids, but I, I think that's your the kids moment are fine. you want the kids to embrace your, your new spouse, mm -hmm. not 100%. be worried about their mother. And yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be awkward. There's been issues in the forum where stepmoms are struggling because they do not want to invite the ex, but their partner's like, I want to invite the ex to the wedding. They're feeling like the bad guy for not wanting their partner's ex at the wedding. To me, that makes no sense. Like, no. that is a hard, hard no. It's the start of your new life. It's a new relationship. It's, it's, yeah, I didn't even consider that. Boundaries, please, people. <laughs> All right. So I feel like that's kind of like the lowdown on our wedding day. So it was fun. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it comes along with the natural wedding stressors that you get. You know, how do you look? Is everything going to go the way you want it? You worried uh, about that? Well, you do. I, mean, I didn't know you worried. <laughs> well, you know, I've, you know, you've got your friends. I'm trying to corral all my friends for pictures and they're all over the place. And so you have all of that normal stuff that happens with, with a wedding. But then you have that added being a second wedding and being – and and just – just friends. I mean, we, we, we didn't have a large wedding, so we couldn't have a ton of people, but you, you do think about, you know, those friends that were couples, friends of mine from the past or, mm -hmm. you know, do you invite them? Are they going to be part of your future? So there's a lot to do with even the, the invite list and some that were maybe her friends that I became friends with, but I've lost touch with some of those people. I didn't think about that too much, but it is something I think that a lot of second marriages would would think about is the attendee list yeah that's true i never really thought about that and you know for me there was like this element and i know people will ask did i feel like it was less special because darren had been married before like did i feel like this meant less to him and i think i did have some moments where i worried that it was less important to you because you had been married before you knew what to expect all the things but at the end of the day you know 
I've been in past relationships. My relationship with him isn't any less important because I've had past relationships, right? Like we all have a past. I think it's important to try to like move forward and try to look at the future instead of getting caught up in that mindset, even though I know I did. And I know it's natural for stepmoms to get into that place, but. And it is, it is different. I, you know, I found our, our wedding more fun, more excitement, so. no. honestly, because I was younger. There was more formality. I enjoyed our day. And it was different. We just did a different thing. You know, we weren't trying to duplicate what I had done before. So, mm -hmm. and I don't think anyone would, but you know, you know, you can only cut weddings so many different ways, but we did a different venue than what, uh, what I had done before. So it oh. was very exciting. Yeah, for sure. I do remember feeling a lot of stress though on the day, just because I was just feeling like super insecure. I was worried that what people were thinking, like, it's not like it was just a blissful day. There were so many insecurities that did come up for me. So I want to be totally honest about that. I remember my cousin Megan came up to me. She's like, oh my God, is this the best day of your life? And I thought to myself, I freaking hope not. <laughs> like, I hope this isn't the best day of my life because I was feeling super anxious about it. I do wish that I could go back and enjoy that day as the person that I am now, as the person that feels confident and knows that time heals and, you know, feel secure in my relationship with like extended family and friends. But honestly, it just, it all happens in time yeah. and it was a good day. It was fun. And yeah, we, you know, we want, you know, cause we'd moved fairly quickly and I had been married. We wondered whether people would judge, but at the end of the day, I didn't care. And, uh, you know, we're, here we are 10 years later. So Madly a, lot of, in love. a lot of marriages don't make it that long. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that kind of wraps it up. Anything you would do differently? I enjoyed our day. So, I think with the attendee list, I would look more forward than backwards. I think I was looking at people that were in my life before and we were already forging some new friendships and new people. I think I would have looked more forward, you know, who who do who who are we going to be closer to, you know, going forward because we were limited on our our invite list. So I think I would look at that. I think I would be more attentive to your anxiety. You know, you've talked many times afterwards that you were nervous uh, about this that and I probably was so concerned with having to pay for it, to pay for it, <laughs> having, having, what was the day going to look like? The kids, how are they going to feel? You know, I knew I loved you and we were going to get married. Just all of that, just, you know, trying to people please, making sure parents are happy and friends are happy from out of town and doing the fun events. And I should have probably been more attentive to you and you know had those moments with you alone and said this is going to be a wonderful day like don't worry let's just forget about it and i think we did a little bit mm -hmm. when we were doing some of our pictures and our first view and this and that but i i probably could have been a more attentive to some of your stressors back then but i had my own i was dealing with so i definitely wish that i wasn't uh that i didn't care as much about what other people thought i would have done my own thing i would have done what felt right for me and not giving a shit about other people. But I also wasn't that person. Like I'm the person now who can focus on what's important in us. Back then I was very much a people pleaser and really trying to like tiptoe my way into this family. So I don't even think I can do that, say that because I wasn't that same person. Yeah. You've grown a lot and you know who you are. And at that time it was new. I mean, this was all new to us. What a lot of the people that will be listening to this are going through. We were navigating our way through. We have the luxury of hindsight now and can go back and hopefully give you some good tips on things that we worried about or didn't do or did do. And now they're not a big deal. And we wish we had changed the way we did it. So hopefully that helps some of the people that listen to your podcast.
Mm-hmm. I think it does. That was a great way to end <laughs> it. Well played. <laughs> Not even rehearsed. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Yeah, that's it for this one, guys. If you have any episodes that you want Darren and I to do, send me the messages. I love hearing from you. So does this guy. (laughs) That's it for this one. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you enjoyed this episode and know someone that it would resonate with, do me a favor and send it their way. And if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes and give the show a rating and a review. I am so passionate about opening up the conversation about blended family life and debunking the stigma that comes with being a stepmom. And you sharing this podcast helps me do just that. Now, if you're craving more podcast episodes and interviews, would like to connect with me and get access to workshops like how to disengage the right way, how to improve your relationship with your stepkids, how to talk to your partner about your stepfamily stress without causing a bigger's fight and more, you have to check out my membership, the Kick-Ass Stepmom Community. Not only will this community give you access to strategies and tips to improve your stepfamily life, You can connect with me and stepmoms from over 30 countries around the world in our private chat and our live Q&As. Head to www.kickassstepmom.com to join.